0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Pa 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 pa. participating McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Tony Katz. It's Kendall and Casey, it's the Amber and Nigel show. All right, uh, when does your show start? Do we know? I feel like I've been promoting this for nine years now.
2: This is the Tony Kinnett cast on 93 WIPC.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Tony Kinnick cast on 93 WIBC. A little bit of a new bumper track that we have for you. And if you're asking if we uh, got the permission of the show hosts uh, to use their voices in the early part of the bumper, absolutely not. Uh, So with that out of the way, it's on to the news. But wait, I want to encourage you to go donate to the WIBC Radiothon. Uh, It's very, very important work that we get to do here. And it's also important to make sure that you, are using some of what you have to help those who are less fortunate. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the WIBC Radiothon. I've listened to it before. Uh, you've got some on-air personalities like Pat Sullivan and Denny Smith, who are just a cut above uh, everyone else on the Daily Team. Uh, then you've got Terry Stacy, Matt Bear, of course, the legendary cocaine bear himself. And then, of course, Hammer and Nigel, Kendall, and Casey. It's going to be great, and I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that here at the beginning of the show. A lot of our listeners are Downloading the podcast may not get to hear it live, so make sure you head over to wibc.com and check out the radiothon information there. Well, I wish that everything was, you know, so well put together as the radiothon in the news, but uh, unlike everyone coming together for the radiothon, everybody's leaving in the Republican Congress. Kevin McCarthy is resigning at the end of the year for reasons kind of unknown. Uh, Speaker Johnson has like, been very kind to him. There'd been a little bit of weird. Like junior high-level pushing and shoving drama. And no, pushing and shoving isn't like a metaphor for anything. I mean, there were actually U.S. congressmen pushing and shoving each other. Um, it's not as bad as the time a representative was caned right before the Civil War, but, you know, people acting like you know children that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So with Santos gone and McCarthy leaving, this brings the GOP lead in the House of Representatives to only plus two. That means now Democrats only have to peel away just two or three Republicans in order to pass legislation that they want through. I remind you that the insane man who should be wearing at least five straitjackets, jackets, Hakeem Jeffries, is now running that roost. Uh, it's not Pelosi anymore. They have someone who actually has managed to be worse than old goose teeth herself. And... Uh, McCarthy said this is according to the Wall Street Journal, I have decided to depart the White House at the end of this year to serve America in new ways. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually hope McCarthy takes Ronna McDaniel's old job. He is far better at raising money and getting Republicans elected than perhaps any other Republican that we've seen in recent years other than Ron DeSantis. Uh, I know that the other night I was talking to Tyler O'Neill from The Daily Signal. Well, he was covering the Republican debate, and that's exactly where we're headed here in a moment. Uh, but... I got to tell you, if Ron DeSantis does not end up making it out of Iowa alive, he really should take Ronna McDaniel's spot. And Ronna McDaniel should be deported to the farthest reaches of outer space where she can never bother the Republican Party again. So speaking of bothering the Republican Party, I know that the Republican Bar- Party bothers Representative Victoria Sparks of Indiana. And if there's anyone out there tonight who has the ear of said Congresswoman um, I, I probably guess I could text her team. I am begging you. I know, Victoria, Representative Sparts, Madam Representative, that you have suggested that with all of the shenanigans going on in the House, that you might also resign and head home and just kind of leave Congress to itself. Please don't. Please don't. I've had enough Republicans resigning or being kicked out of the House and all the shenanigans. Please finish your term to 2024. Please do not add to the shenanigans. Don't leave. And with that, I'm sure that she's been completely convinced. Speaking of completely convinced, Nikki Haley might actually have convinced the GOP to unify by absolutely hating her. If you do nothing else, please go to YouTube.com and type in the search bar, Nikki Haley getting destroyed. And the first thing that should come up is just a video of last night's debate. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis took turns just obliterating absolutely everything that she had to say, and she really only has herself to blame. Every policy that she's put forward is completely antithetical to what the modern Republican Party wants. Uh, She is very globalist in in a lot of agendas that she has. She has no idea uh, what provinces Ukraine is even fighting for at the moment, despite her war hawkish, kind of Boeing, Lockheed Martin-esque atmosphere. And uh, also, she doesn't really understand how statistics work Um, and here's a little bit of what that looked like
3: for every 30 minutes that someone watches tiktok every day they become 17 percent more anti-semitic more pro-hamas based on doing that
1: Uh, yeah, if you're confused by that, so is everyone else, including the uh, Koch brothers donation teams that are chucking enormous amounts of money. Uh, and by the way, this is one of the reasons why I tell you that just money alone is not going to be enough to get GOP candidates over the line anymore. Nikki Haley's why. That comment made no sense at all. I hate TikTok. I, I work for the Heritage Foundation. The Heritage Foundation despises TikTok more than anything else on this earth, other than maybe FDR. TikTok is awful. I hate it. I also think there's a lot of anti-Semitic garbage that China is fueling over on TikTok. But no, if you spend 30 minutes on TikTok, you're not going to become 17% more anti-Semitic. There are freshman level uh, statistics courses that you can take for free. And a lot of colleges offer them. I, I would recommend that to the former governor of South Carolina who has no hope, prayer or chance of winning Iowa. And after a performance like that... (laughs) <laughs> no chance at, uh, at New Hampshire either. This brings us to Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, the guy who, after a racial lynch mob targeted a Jewish teacher, sent DEI counselors in to uh, lightly and softly lecture those individuals. Well, here's Eric Adams on his way to Washington, D.C., to meet with the president of the United States.
0: Uh, New York is heading um, Washington. Just really sent a strong message. We me need help, and clear New Yorkers are angry. Uh, I'm angry. I know that we should not be using our tax dollars on a national problem. And I'm going to continue uh, to uh, voice my concerns and happening to the city that I love, the city that you love. Know.
1: So he's very upset because migrants have completely flooded the sanctuary city that he helped build. Um, It turns out that migrants that move into the area and have no place to live and no money and nowhere to work and, and no benefits because a lot of them aren't even U.S. citizens. Um, Especially a lot of them being 20 year old something males that are good for nothing and uh, when a 20 year old leaves his country to come to yours uh, That's one of the likely reasons why and so I'm just saying you know out there just throwing just throwing this idea out there Maybe you shouldn't have uh, made New York the embarrassing sanctuary city if you didn't want all of the migrants It reminds me of that classic meme
4: (laughs) What happened here yeah we're all trying to find the guy who did this and give him a spanking
1: um we're all trying to find the guy who did this ah man i don't know how who invited all of these migrants and there's just like a big picture of new york democrats out there so love the democrats trying to turn this around um it's amazing when you upset new york democrats enough to have them turn on policy uh but you know best wishes and as biden would say best of luck on your senior year uh, up next, we're going to be talking to Daniel Buck because the Department of Education uh, doesn't teach your kids how to read, but uh, they've got unicorns for them. You are listening to the Tony Kinnecast on 93 W.I.B.C.
0: Raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the grandma McFlurry today. Ba And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
2: The Tony Kennett Cast go, go, on 93 go, go, WIBC. Go, 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 go,
1: Good evening and welcome back to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIBC. Joining us this evening is Daniel Buck from the Fordham Institute. And uh, there's a, something that we were sharing a little bit earlier today from our favorite Department of Education. Uh, this guy's a real doozy, eh, Buck?
4: Uh, yeah, he... Wants all of our students to get in touch with their inner unicorns. Um, And (laughs) if we want to talk about (laughs) useless institutions, uh, I don't know. The U.S. Department of Education has got to be in the running for number one.
1: Have, have you ever gotten in touch with your inner unicorn, Buck? Uh,
4: <laughs> thankfully, I have not. Uh, and in fact, anytime I meet a man, a fully grown man who's obsessed with unicorns, that's just an immediate red flag for Wait me. Wait a minute. You, I, you say know, this keep...
1: every time. Is that, is that a regular thing? You'd like you're up in Milwaukee running into manly unicorns?
4: <laughs> uh, I refrain from comment on that one.
1: <laughs> so Brian Coleman, um, who is the American School Counselor Association's 2019 Counselor of the Year, Uh, says that we need to embrace our inner unicorn. Uh, This is on uh, Tolerance Week from the U.S. Department of Education. Here's what that looked like.
4: I talk a lot about unicorns. I have a unicorn on my lapel, right? Um, I think that it's so incredibly important for us to remember that we're all unique. We all have our unique strengths and challenges and experiences and perspectives. And I do think that any member of a school team, whether you're a school counselor, a school social worker, a teacher, a school psychologist, a school security, an administrator, whatever role that you hold in a school, that you can show up meaningfully in the ways that you are special and unique, and you can model that for our youth and give them the tools and the space to do that themselves themselves. We all are unicorns, and I think it's beholden on us as school staff and uh, people who care about the health and wellness of our students to create space for them to be unique, too.
1: So, uh, mm, why don't why don't you start off with, with some of your, your thoughts on that a very special, very special statement from that very special counselor?
4: Now, the immediate association that I have is you know the thing you see on social media right now is the okay groomer and that immediately leaps out to me but when i hear that it's just so unserious um the international rankings of schools came out uh, it's called pisa test uh, two days ago or the same day that they released this video and the u.s had the lowest math score that we've ever had in the history of this test and Instead of having a serious adult conversation about how do we teach our children, what do we do about this, the fraying um, of the family, uh, violence on the streets, genuine adult conversations. Instead, the US Department of Education puts out a video about getting our kids to think about how they are unicorns. It's just, it's unserious, it's useless, and admittedly, it's disheartening. I don't, it makes me doubt if anything's actually gonna get better.
1: I, I gotta tell you i am not a huge fan of just to kind of take this back as a, as a communication and a leadership perspective because we have these people that are leading our schools and there's this idea that you have to talk like this and I, I feel not hold it against me that he and i are wearing kind of like the exact same thing uh other than that i i really have an issue with any individual who's like starts listing all of the different kinds of of like leadership roles that this applies to as though he's not able to say hey everyone in school just make sure you're encouraging kids to use their strengths like we can't say that we have to come up with some kind of an acronym or like a metaphor think of yourself as a unicorn i wear a unicorn on my lapel and it's
4: like what What? i think back. i think back to the best teacher at my own high school god bless mrs rast was this strict tough as nails catholic woman and no one enjoyed her class necessarily because they knew they were going to get chewed out if they were talking out of turn they knew they were going to be tested and drilled in the basics of grammar and vocabulary and shakespeare but my god did everyone in that school respect her because she didn't pander to her students she treated them seriously she challenged them and we appreciated her for it. We didn't mm. need some happy, clappy teacher um, condescending to us. We needed someone to teach us and treat academics seriously.
1: I can think of different teachers in, in my life that have like really challenged me uh, and didn't take any crap from students or anybody, really. Um, a man named Mr. Thompson, uh, who has is, who is passed away in middle school. He was, he was my middle school science teacher, phenomenal guy. Um, I can think of a lady named Deborah Brown and a guy named Bob Weinbarger, And they were they taught at my high school and they were both very strict. Uh, but, man, you learned a lot in their courses because they expected so much from you. And I think that, you know, he, he, the reason he's trying to say this is because or the reason the counselor is trying to say this is like, I guess there's this group of teachers that's running around not encouraging kids to play to their strengths which is a total straw man. I've never met a teacher who's like, you're worthless kid and you come from a worthless family. you always be worthless. Like that's oh, okay, sitcom villain. Why don't you relax? Like every teacher genuinely believes, Like who are you really encouraging with this? Like who walks away from this going, ah, now I get it. Like, you know?
4: Yeah, and it doesn't help uh, administrators. It doesn't help teachers. It doesn't help policy makers. There are real things we could be doing Uh, for these kids, we could, you know, California implement this ridiculous math framework where kids are supposed to just kind of discover their way into long division.
1: California, huh? You don't say.
4: Schools are doing away uh, with discipline, which is making it really hard to teach. Uh, Schools are talking about pronouns instead of algebra. There are actual things we could be doing to improve math instruction, but this video is just going to do None of that. It's going to accomplish none of that. And again, it's just disheartening is the word that I keep coming back to.
1: I think what really gets on my nerves is that I'm not even the kind of guy that I think a lot of parents and even a lot of our colleagues, you know, kind of, I would disagree with them. I don't even think I've ever told you this before. I don't really have an issue with school counselors being more than career counselors. Like, I, if a kid's going through like a really hard time and they need somebody to talk to, and like you're a counselor who has some training in therapy and you want to like just be a sounding board. And st- I don't have an issue with that. But all of a sudden, the school counselors became like these like pseudo administrators mm-hmm. who were like ordering other teachers how to talk to students. Like, I'm sorry, your bachelor's degree in psychology from Kent State does not give you the authority to tell me how I need to talk to my students as though if. Oh, man, you know, if Jimmy's parents are getting divorced, I'm not going to know how to talk to him unless you lecture me about unicorns.
4: They're they're administrators that are then also trying to deputize teachers into their roles. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Ma- I'm just ma- I'm picturing I'm picturing like Barney Fife. You said deputize and a thing.
4: <laughs> the long arm of the law. Well, they're delegating out these uh, mental health social services to the teachers trying to get the mm-hmm. teachers to build up these kids' self-esteem. It's like, I want to teach English. That teacher wants to teach math. They want to teach history. They don't want to be sitting around having these heart-to-heart conversations with their kids, um, getting them to, again, find their inner unicorn. Stick to your role. If you're a counselor, be a counselor, not an administrator. If you are a math or an English or history teacher, do those things. And you know you might actually do them pretty well and your kid might come out better readers better at math more knowledgeable about history but if you try and do something else you're probably going to accomplish neither of them
1: so that's actually uh we're on with daniel buck from the fordham institute uh under this you know series of comments that this counselor made that they're filming for tolerance week it's like every other week there's another dei initiative week or month we're supposed to be celebrating in schools uh but underneath that there are all of these people just asking, like, can you just teach kids how to read? Please. Like, they can't read. They can't they can't read cursive. They can't do math. Um, you've got Nikki Haley telling, you know, people that every 30 minutes spent on TikTok makes you 17% more anti-Semitic. No one can do math. Please. Just real education. We're begging you. But no, nope, you're getting when they, unicorns.
4: When they try to do something else, they do it poorly. There's a lot mm-hmm. of research coming mm-hmm. out right now Finally, people are looking into see, is mindfulness in schools or is SEL in schools effective? They're finally actually saying, oh, well, let's see if this thing works. And every single one of the studies is finding it's making kids more anxious, more depressed, have worse relationships you with their You mean making
1: parents. a teenager focus on their changing emotions 24-7 isn't a good idea? Gee, who could have called that one?
4: Or schools are designed to... Uh, teach academics and if you try and ask them to do something else they won't do it well if you try and use a hammer to paint a wall you're going to end up with holes in the walls the tool is not designed for that
1: that's right kids that shop lesson is free uh no payment required daniel buck fordham institute thanks for hopping on man and uh you have a unicorn week my dude thanks for having me on anytime you are listening to the tony kinnick cast on 93 wibc The ones that no one ever deletes. Awful tweets. Awful tweets on the Tony Kinnett Show. On 93 WIPC. Good evening and welcome back to the Tony cast on 93 WIBC. That's right, you heard the jingle, and uh, Jerry knows what that means. It's time for awful tweets, so let's dig right into it. Jerry, I hear you've got some real stinkers.
2: Definitely have three good ones on deck today. I think uh, you know we're, we're going to have a nice laugh, and uh, I know I brought the heat, so hopefully you did too. Here, TK. Well,
1: let's see what you got. You know, no need for a bluff. Let's dig right in.
2: Awesome. Well, hey, my first one is coming from one of my favorite uh, companies in the whole world, uh, BlackRock. All right, and and these, yeah, they just tweeted uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. uh, BlackRock focuses on helping millions of Americans retire securely. We make decisions based on our clients' best interests, not political or ideological agendas. Demonizing law abiding American companies undermines confidence in U.S. markets and leadership. Now, that sounds great, but I want you to play this clip from their CEO. Yeah, play this clip from their CEO that happened maybe one or two weeks ago, and let's see what he thought about it.
1: All right.
3: Behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. You, uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. What
1: we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? You have to force behaviors, and if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, Oh my, oh my gosh, dude, yeah. that's insane. I want, to refer you back
2: to us, I want to refer you back to one sentence in the tweet. We make decisions based on our clients' best interests, not political or ideological agendas.
1: Holy cow, that's so overt. Good lord. All right, well, I we're gonna flip it just a little bit because I have one for you. So have you seen Lady Ballers, the new Daily Wire comedy yet? I, I, have,
2: I have not seen it, but I, all the trailers look hilarious.
1: It's it's pretty good. It's, it's kind of like a return to uh, kind of like Talladega Nights, uh, you know, kind of Nacho Libre style comedy. And yep. uh, so this is by a person named Ari Drennan. And they say, I am watching the Daily Wire basketball comedy. And my verdict is that conservatives are not getting better at comedy. And frankly, I'm disappointed. So for for some of you who, who may not be aware, um, Lady Ballers is about a group of dudes who pretend to be women and just destroy... Uh, Women in sports competitions. Obviously, it mocks the fact that transgender, uh, still dudes pretending to be women um, are a threat to women's sports. Uh, The person that sent this out is, of course, a dude pretending to be a woman. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Just, you know, I don't think that sharks were a big fan of Jaws. I I know bold, bold statements only.
2: That's funny. It reminds me of uh, The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville. We did the same thing for Special Olympics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, so I have true. one, and I apologize to all you Swifties that might be listening. But uh, so this person, oh, no. her name is Syra S-A-I-R-A, Rao. Oh, Syra
1: Rao. Oh, this is going to be bad.
2: So, you know, T-Swift just got the person of the year. And little commentary on that. She said, the white American woman billionaire who could end the genocide of Palestinians with one IG post is Time Person of the Year. White nonsense, white violence, white love of black and brown genocide.
1: Ah, yes. You know how you can just like tweet something out or put an Instagram post out and end conflicts between, you know, Jews and Muslims that have been going on for, you know, thousands of, of years. Yeah, that's, that's since the beginning. That's a sane thing to take. Ah yes, I and again, like Taylor Swift is a liberal. I mean, you would think that liberals would celebrate another liberal getting Time Magazine's Person of the Year, but no. Cyrus so like obsessed with race and sex. I am convinced that she just has like painted her entire house her skin color so she can go home and like stare. At it all <laughs> and so speaking of of women who are too obsessed with their own identity, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, who oh. whose only political strategy appeared to be I'm wearing heels. Uh, this is one of her tweets. In the last debate, Ron told millions of voters that he never gave favors to Chinese companies. That was a lie. She says, Ron gave hundreds of thousands of dollars in state subsidies to Jinko Solar. And uh, the best part is that right-wing, left-wing, and independent fact-checkers all rated that as 100% completely false. There is (laughs) nothing, there's not even a rumor to suggest that DeSantis gave any money to a Chinese company at all. And... I think that's great. You know, I mean, if you're going to go out there and make political accusations, it's a common thing. You're going to have oppo. You're going to throw go out and throw things. You probably should double check if you're calling your opponent out on a lie that your statement is not also a lie. Just just fun tips. If
2: you're ever running for office. It, and when, when all the political parties get together like a transformer and say you're full of it, you're full of it. <laughs>
1: I know who thought that Nikki Haley was going to be the person that united Vivek DeSantis and Trump. That's insane. Oh man.
2: So, uh, my last one is, is pretty good. It's another, uh, it's another female young me Meyer. Uh, so she looks like she's of maybe Asian descent. Don't know exactly what, but, but she's upset about grocery shopping and she says, okay, whenever I, whenever I go into a Korean grocery store, and I see that they have Japanese miso, dragon fruit, or ube ice cream, I'm like, oh, my God, how many white people came in here and terrorized them for not having this ingredient before they gave up and had to start selling other Asian staples? (laughs) Oh, man. People just want to complain to complain, Tony. uh, This lady's mad that they have Japanese items at a Korean grocery store and she's blaming white people for that
1: i don't i don't even understand so like they've never had ube in korea before they're like purple yams we're not allowed to have that in korea you know maybe you know since she's so obsessed with what people are allowed to have she can go to the north korean grocery store uh otherwise known as an empty room because there's nothing to sell so 10 hey, out of I'm gonna 10 start. stuff on the awful tweets i'm I'm
2: gonna start going around the city and looking for people with uh roast compoyo and start telling them, you can't sell that here sir <laughs>
1: Now, make sure that's not in a in a Honduran restaurant. You better not go. Nicaragua restaurants better not have salsa. You don't know how many white people came in and yelled at him. It's always white people. Oh, white people. They, they yelled at the Korean shop. Have you ever tried yelling at or, or disagreeing with an individual who like runs an ethnic food restaurant? Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that ever.
2: I've never seen that. Most people, yeah,
1: I've never seen I've never like seen who and and can you imagine how that would go? Like you tell some like Korean man or Nicaraguan man or like a Greek man that he's not running his restaurant properly. Do you and know you're, what's you're going there, to happen? And you're there to
2: buy a sandwich. You're there to buy a sandwich, and you end up complaining about the way he's doing. It. Get a life.
1: Why would you, I've never complained about a store not having something. I just can't believe you guys don't have purple ice cream. Oh my she's God. She's mad they like, do what? have it. She's mad
2: She's mad. they do have it. Like Oh,
1: but she knows she's saying that, 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 that like white people complained and that's why yeah. they had to get it. Like I'd never right. walk into a subway and go, hey, wait a minute. There's no shrimp here and start like berating the owner <laughs> of the subway. Well, if they oh, have shrimp, goodness, TK, of, I know who to blame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you uh, yeah, keep that on your calendars for next week. Uh, thanks very much for stopping by Another great week of Awful Tweets You are listening to the Tony Kinnecast on 93 WIBC
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma Who always took all the hungry cousins To McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide Have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself To the Grandma McFlurry today Ba-da-ba-ba-ba And participating McDonald's for a limited time
3: Life is so much more than a diagnosis It's about sharing time with those you love Hanging with friends who lift you up
2: Cast on ninety three
1: Good evening and welcome back to the Tony Kinnett cast on 93 W.I.B.C. I'm Tony Kinnett. And, you know, it's it's time that we sat down and had a chat. It's time that I told you a story. So gather the family around the old radio like it's 1929 and and we're going to sit back and and kick back with a little bit of reminiscing here, because in all honesty, the right kind of reminiscing is the true path forward for 2024. Uh, It's the true path forward for Democrats in 2024, uh, but they don't really know that yet. Um, and it's easily the truest path forward for Republicans. And there's a reason why. So before we kind of outline the reason reminiscing is a really great thing. Let me tell you about Detroit. And, and no, I, I don't mean like inside uh, the, the cities, like with all of the mile streets and all of that nonsense and the, the Tim Hortons on every other block which uh, might honestly be the best thing about Detroit. But just north of Detroit, in this place called Clinton Township, uh, there is the Ford Assembly Manufacturing Plant. And uh, a colleague of mine, Tim Kennedy, we and I, we went up to Clinton Township, uh, drove up one frosty morn, and talked with a lot of the UAW, the United Auto Worker strikers uh, that were... um, At the behest of the leadership, you know, the people on the street were really angry about pensions being canceled and uh, kind of the lack of seniority and a lot of common sense in the way the factory was being run, Uh, like um, new people waltzing in and making as much money as, you know, people with a lot of seniority at the plant who've been working there and working really difficult jobs for a long time. Uh, The leadership of the UAW was upset about entirely different things and kind of clowned around for a few months. But the people that we talked to on the ground consisted of Republicans, Democrats, people that considered themselves apolitical, people who said that every once in a while they would switch things up and vote Republican or Democrat. And uh, one lady said, "I, I guess that makes me an independent. I don't really know. And. In talking to one of these individuals, I started chatting while we were warming up next to an actual like metal oil barrel that had fire in it. Uh, It was which just straight out of, you know, some kind of a sitcom. But we're standing there chatting and she tells me that she really liked Donald Trump, even though he was kind of an a-hole. And she said, yeah, he was a jerk, an a-hole. I really didn't like hearing him talk, she said. But when he was president, there was always enough money for food on the table gas in my car, and I never was really afraid of how we were going to make it from week to week. And that really struck a chord with me because this isn't just like your your average Russ Belt individual who was kind of turned by Trump. She did not vote for Trump the first time. She didn't. She said she voted for Hillary Clinton. She said she even had like a little I'm with her button, but she really liked what Trump did for the economy. And then that evening, Trump came to a small manufacturing facility not too far from the Ford assembly plant, Uh, unlike Joe Biden, who did not come anywhere near that Ford assembly plant. Trump got up in front of a crowd and in front of a a group of UAW strikers, and he talked about how good the economy was under his administration. And that's all he talked about. And he, he kind of. Like went back and forth and in, in some of his like classical Trump antics in a rally where he he kind of danced a little bit and, he, he, you know, he kind of led the crowd in cheering some stuff that was in the news. But I'd say realistically, maybe not all that he talked about, but a good 90 percent. Uh, as I was in the room, corralled into this little <laughs> like press area, because Trump understandably so hates the press. Um, and uh, of course, I really hated most of the people that I was standing with as well, from outlets like Washington Post and CNN. We're crammed in this little area, and I watched Trump stick to what his administration did well. And he knocked it out of the park in a way that pretty much only Trump can. And was really impressive fast forward to a couple of days ago uh we've started up the facebook page for the the tony kennett cast uh, getting bullied by the people over at WIBC. you should definitely go follow the tony kennett cast over on facebook and uh, i got a message from someone who i hadn't talked to in a very very long time who told me that again they really missed having donald trump around for the exact same reason didn't care about anything else didn't care about the whole joe biden thing didn't care about the hunter biden situation didn't care about hillary clinton or like the the garbage with the steel dossier or even the fbi and the other shenanigans that a lot of republicans have been chatting about when it comes to trump lately the uh the young lady told me that she just missed that she was making less money under Trump, but things were way less expensive, so it didn't matter. Now she's making like four or five times that much. And it's not enough to go around because the price under Bidenomics, which he's running around toting, which is uh, astounding to me. That isn't good enough. Making a, a salary that's, that's much more than that isn't good enough. And I think about that. When I worked at Knightstown Intermediate School, my first year teaching... Uh, in Indiana under contract. So I taught in Wisconsin for a while, came back down and I worked at night center media. My salary was $35,000 annually. And my rent was fairly cheap in Greenfield at the time. Groceries were very cheap. The cost of clothing, the cost of goods, the cost of gas was very, very cheap. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was making very, you know, $35,000 is not exactly this huge breadwinning salary, but for a single guy at the time, I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't a problem. Now I make much more than that. I made much, much more as an IPS science administrator. And yet under the Biden administration, it just isn't enough. And all of these individuals around the country that are focusing on the day to day have these issues. And that's why I want to talk to you about what Trump sent out on Truth Social. Now, usually any story that starts out with Trump sent out on Truth Social is kind of a dumpster fire, because as you know, if Trump did not tweet at all through his entire presidency, he probably would have been reelected rather handily. Because Trump governed fairly conservatively when it came to the economy. He was rather libertine in like corporate and energy policy and or libertarian. He was rather libertine in social policy, and he was kind of a neocon in foreign policy. So when Trump actually sent out a truth, and I saw this being posted online, the eyes kind of rolled into the back of the head. Great, what has Trump said this time? Is he talked about Mitch McConnell's wife again? Or is he, he said something, you know, silly regarding the justice system? No, this is what he sent out. Just three years ago, our economy was booming, the world was safe, and America was strong. Annual incomes went up by more than $6,000 under the Trump administration, and they went down by about $6,000 under the horrible Biden administration, the worst in the history of our country. The 30-year mortgage rate reached a record low of 2.65%. We had no inflation. We had gasoline down to $1.87 a gallon. And then he starts talking about under crooked Joe Biden, the economy is in shambles and the world is going up in flames. Real incomes have gone down by 7,400 per family. Cumulative inflation is up nearly 20%. We have war in Europe. We have wars in the Middle East. And now we are stumbling into World War Three. If Donald J. Trump sticks with that message to I T I don't care if he wrote it I don't care if a staffer wrote it I don't care if Ron DeSantis writes it on index cards and hands it to him if Donald Trump sticks with that message he wins 2024 handily better than he probably won in 2016 if he sticks with that because all of those things that he stated except for the no inflation at all it's not exactly true inflation was just lower under Trump much 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 lower But if he sticks with those things, he wins. Did Trump goof up COVID? Yeah, Trump goofed up COVID. Did a lot of people goof up COVID? That's the unfortunate thing. Yes. A lot of people who are currently hitting Trump with, well, he did COVID poorly. Yeah, a lot of people did COVID poorly. That's what happens when you trust bad experts. Trump's greatest weakness is picking stupid people and bad people because they flatter him. Other than that, everything that he's saying there is, is rock solid gospel. Just three years ago, the economy was booming true the world was safe yes Putin invaded al- alternate external territories during Obama's administration with Georgia and Crimea and during Biden's administration with Ukraine did not get close to mobilize Russian troops were never mobilized near the border well Russia was just ready to go at a moment's notice under the truck no they weren't they never mobilized near the border the total number of troops in Russia during the Trump administration decreased And Of course, the Abraham Accords in Israel. Real wages were up under the Trump administration. Gas was down. That's true. And remember, not only your personal cars run on gasoline, folks. Those would also be the semis that are driving around the vast, vast, vast majority of food, of secondary material products, of primary consumables of of construction referables so things that need to be processed into different construction goods that was all blooming under the trump administration if he sticks with this he wins if he sticks with griping about uh oh you know all of these problems with the Biden administration and the witch hunts and they're going after me he he likely doesn't so that's the path to winning 2024 if you refer back to what worked you'll win and if you don't you'll lose. Thanks for joining this, us this evening on the Tony Kinnecast. We'll be, be we will be back tomorrow. Look forward to seeing you then. Good evening.
0: Raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba pa pa pa. participating McDonald's for a limited time.